Welcome. You're listening to The Aligned Self, conversations in creating a conscious and abundant life. This is Daniel DeNovi. I'll be your guide and host. Let's see just where we can take this. Hello, friend, and welcome back to the conversation. What I'm going to share today started out as a Facebook post. I had read a quote, and I didn't quite like the way the quote landed, so I was rewording it. The quote was that when you're changing, if you're not afraid, you're doing something wrong. I don't like the whole concept of wrong and right, so I reworded it, and it started out like this. When it comes to changing and up-leveling your life, if you're not at least a little scared, a little uncomfortable, you're not really doing anything different. You're just hanging out in the kiddie pool of your comfort zone and not venturing into the deep end where you can't see the bottom. Now, this came from my other than conscious mind and just seemed like an interesting little metaphor. But then my mind, my other than conscious mind, recalled a memory of when I was learning to swim when I was seven or eight. And part of the completion test, the test that you take to graduate to the next swimming level, I think it was from beginner to intermediate. And the test consisted of swimming the crawl or the freestyle from the shallow end to the edge of the deep end. And this was a competitive diving pool. So the deep end was about 12 feet or three and a half meters, a little more than three and a half meters deep. So it was the fourth time of attempting to swim the length from the shallow end to the edge of the pool at the deep end, where I kept pulling up short, like three or four feet from the edge. I would stop, and my instructor was frustrated. He didn't know why I was stopping. He would ask me, why was I stopping? And at seven or eight, I couldn't explain why I was stopping or what was going on, just that I quit. And so as I'm typing this, I realize that in me recalling this memory, this is my intuition informing my conscious mind of some other issue in my life, some other issue I'm dealing with. So I continue with writing this post. And obviously it ended up here as a podcast episode because I thought it was a lot more valuable to share here than there. So back to my story. Here I am the fourth time of trying to swim the length of the pool only to pull up short. So it was in this moment that my instructor, I think he was a teenager actually, but he seemed really old to me. um, He had the brilliant idea of starting me at the deep end and having me swim towards the shallow end. And I wasn't allowed to jump in. I, I slipped into the pool at the deep end and pushed off and swam towards the shallow end of the pool. Now, what's interesting, at least to me, is that I swam the length of the pool, no problem, complete ease. In fact, I had more gas in the tank than I utilized, or more fuel in the tank than I utilized, you know, getting to the deep end in the first place. Like, I wasn't getting tired swimming, because by this time, this is the fifth time, me swimming the length of the pool. It was a mind thing. It was a mental uh, process that I was going through, and in some ways... I was making the the fact that I was swimming over the deep end seem scary. 
So my realization will apply to you if you're pulling up short, if you're not going the distance, if you're not completing on a project, or it's easy to get started, but you don't finish, or you have a fear of success. This is something that might be going on with you. And in the end, it's it's really just in our perception. It's just how we're wrapping our head around uh, the next level or the next step that has us pulling back. Because in our mind, we're making it seem difficult. When for me, when I was swimming and my instructor reversed the process, I started out with the difficult part. I started out in the deep end. And then it just kept getting or feeling easier and easier as I went. And so when I sat and thought about this as I was typing this supposed Facebook post, I began processing if we were to begin with the end in mind and wrap our head around the hardest aspect of our journey and getting set and centered in the idea that no matter what comes up in the hardest part of the journey, we can handle it. And we can even think about how we might handle it, how we might approach it once we get there. See, sometimes it's just getting started that we we take the first step and then we start thinking about what lies ahead of us or the next step and we make it difficult in our mind. We we attach a feeling of uncertainty. We attach the feeling, like when I was swimming over the deep end, I was uncertain just where I was because I was probably maybe a little over four feet tall at that time or a, a little over a meter. And there I was, suspended, my body suspended over 12 feet, over three and a half meters. And I might as well have been swimming in the ocean for the comparative depth. I just didn't know what was beneath me. I didn't know what lie around the corner. So how this applied to me today is that I realized that there's been some sticking point in my mind of some projects that I'm currently engaged in where the next step seems more difficult than the the progress that I've already made. And then there's been a hesitancy of moving forward, a delay. I, you know, my mind says, I'm not inspired or I don't know what to do. And, you know, I am subject to the same circumstances that a lot of people go through as they move towards a goal or to fulfill an intention. Sometimes our mind gets in the way. Now, and this is how I might be different than some, but maybe not. I rely on my other than conscious mind to lead me out of it. I rely on my intuition. And so what happens? I stumble across this quote and this quote seems like, oh, this is something I can share. And then I start writing about it and I don't like the way it sounds and I tweak it and I'm starting to get into and processing through my own mind, my own perspective. And then me having the awareness of realizing that as I'm writing this, I'm working through something. I'm thinking things through, thinking about it in a new way. I'm adopting a new perspective, looking at things from a different angle, um, adopting a new frame of reference from which I can view life through. And having a different frame can change everything. So just to make sure that this hasn't gotten convoluted, let me summarize this and put it in a framework which you can utilize, that you can, as a listener, utilize in your own life. Now, I just recently had a conversation with a client about the fear of success. Now, the fear of success really isn't the fear of success. It's the, fulfill, it's the fear of failure 
in the idea that once we succeed, we're going to have to deal with a set of circumstances that we haven't yet considered. And when we, when because we haven't considered it, or because it seems new to us or in unfamiliar territory, we tend to pull back because, not that we're afraid of succeeding, we're actually afraid of failing at that next level. So let me suggest or let me provide, uh, supply you with a frame of reference, which you can utilize in assessing where might be the sticking point with any intention that you have. What stops you from moving forward? Or maybe not move forward with a 100% enthusiasm or 100% commitment. Because frankly, if you're not committed 100%, chances are you're going to find at some point where you'll pull back, where you'll stop. So the frame is asking the question, if you were to move forward with this intention based on what you know today, and you reached a point maybe a six months from now or a year from now, and you failed to achieve your intention, what might be the cause or the reason based on your current knowing that stopped you from fulfilling on your intention? And if you just play that mental game using your imagination, what might be the thing that stops you? What might be the problem with moving forward? Your other than conscious already knows where the sticking point is. I've asked clients this and their responses are something like this. I'm not clear on the process of the next stage. I don't know if I can fulfill on the process or I don't have a system in place. Another response would be, um, if I don't complete on my intention, it's because I overestimated my ability. I'm not as good as I think I am. Another response would be, I'll get in my head. I'll take myself out of the game. I'll self-sabotage because I'll think of the worst case scenario and only focus on how things are going wrong. You see, in each of those examples, people already knew what their sticking point was or what their problem was, what the deep end of the solution was. Now, for myself, if I'm missing a process or I'm missing a system to complete on a project, and I'm going to work on that today, and that will be put to bed. Now, the other one, I'm not good enough, or maybe I'm not as good as I think I am. Well, by what criteria can you set up to prove to yourself that you're good enough, that you deserve to be on the field, that you've put in the work, that you have the skill set, you have the strength, you have everything that's required based on your research and based on really looking at it and being as honest as possible. Typically, if we're, we're not as good as we think we are, we tend to overestimate ourselves and we have some areas of our performance that we know aren't quite as up to par or as professional as it could be. And so it's just bringing everything into alignment and creating a list. What's the criteria that I would need to fulfill on in order to be world-class? Some of the people I deal with are seeking to be world-class. And then the other one, getting in your head, too much in your head, you know, that's the same thing as the firewalk. When you're standing in front of the hot coals and you start to feel fear, ask yourself the question, where is my focus? And it's typically, if you're feeling fear, it's not on walking to the other side. You don't see yourself walking to the other side. You don't see yourself laying on a beach, you know, as far as the vacation mindset. You don't already see yourself enjoying the fruits of your labor. 
No, you see yourself failing. You see yourself stumbling and falling face face first in the calls. No wonder you have fear. No wonder you stop yourself from moving forward. And this also relates to manifesting, law of attraction. Sometimes we set that intention, which is there's a gap between where we want to end up and where we feel we currently are. And, in, you know, sometimes we think we're dealing with reality, dealing with the truth of it. But in that focus of focusing on the past, past decisions, past failures, past why things are the way they are, we create more of it because the mind cannot not think of something. Energetically, you are invested in the failure. You're basically self-sabotaging by focusing on the worst case scenario, focusing on the things you don't want, focusing on the aspects of your situation that have been less than desirable. And you don't want them to continue. And just like you, like the mind cannot not think of something, don't think of a little blue bunny with cherub wings flying around the ceiling. A lot of people say, don't think of a, a polka dotted elephant or just don't think of an elephant. Like, don't think of it. Stop it. See, you cannot not think of it. In order to make sense of that statement, you have to think of it first and then try and not think of it which is impossible for the mind. What you want to do is redirect your mind to focus on something else. And what is that something else? It's focusing on what you do want. It's focusing on walking to the other side. It's focusing on the things that are working. What are the things that you can appreciate today? What are the positive aspects of what's going on today? And focus on those and ignore any of the negativity. Ignore any of that other minutia that you consider important yet is is couched in the past, couched in past decisions, couched, couched in things that didn't work. And when we think about, or when I think about my example of swimming and getting to the deep end, I self-sabotage because I was focusing on the fact that I was in an area of the pool that I didn't really have any experience in. I was in an area of the pool that I felt could be dangerous, even though I wasn't completely conscious of that fact when I was seven or eight years old. When I was that age in that moment, I just stopped and I couldn't explain why I was stopping. I don't know, maybe I'm tired. You see, when we pull up short, our conscious mind will make up excuses, even though down deep, if we really peel back the layers, and look inside. Look at our unconscious processing. What are we fearing at the other-than-conscious level that might happen that is having us pull up short? And what I know now that I didn't know then is that the other-than-conscious mind is completely invested in keeping you safe, completely invested in keeping you from harm. And so when it's perceived dangerous, your other-than-conscious mind will stop you. Now, when I say dangerous, it's not an overstatement, but it's definitely not like playing in traffic. And I I have come up with a philosophy when I guess this is my other-than-conscious mind drawing to the fact that I should talk about the art of living dangerously. And so the art of living dangerously is learning to feel comfortable, feeling a little uncomfortable, recognizing that by living inside our comfort zone, we're always safe. And our other-than-conscious mind, our subconscious mind, wants to keep us safe. 
you'll find, if you're fairly young, you'll find that the older you get, the more you gravitate towards the familiar, the more you gravitate towards your comfort zone. And you have to practice the art of living dangerously, consciously moving towards and pushing out the edges of your comfort zone. And this brings us full circle back to the original quote that started the, the post, that started this whole podcast. And that is, in the process of change and transformation, in up-leveling your game, if you're not a little uncomfortable, if you're not a little scared, then you're not fully pushing the boundaries of the comfort zone. You're playing in the kiddie pool and you're not going out into the deep end. You can't even conceive of yourself going out in the deep end. And so you pull back. You see, in the realm of the art of living dangerously, I realized this when I was talking about and would tell people that I was a firewalk instructor. And most people had no idea what firewalking was. And they would ask, what's firewalking? And I said, well, I lead people across barefoot, across a bed of 1,200 degree coals. That's 1,200 degrees Fahrenheit or about 650 degrees Celsius. And their response would invariably be, and their response would invariably be, why would anyone want to do that? And I realized something about myself when they would say that, when they would respond that way, because frankly, at first, I never had an answer for that question. Why would anyone want to do that? It's like, why wouldn't you want to do it? My thinking was, why wouldn't you want to experience an aspect of yourself, an aspect of your being that's rarely called into practice in your day-to-day, to have access at your superhuman ability? See, I've always believed in superhuman aspects, your ability to overcome obstacles, mind over matter, so to speak. But what I recognize when people ask that, they were confronted. And this is where I came up with my, my theory, my philosophy of the art of living dangerously. You see, when most people are confronted by the boundaries or pushing the boundaries of their comfort zone or the familiar, they tend to pull back. They come up with reasons why they don't want to do it, why it seems stupid. And sometimes people just go into trance and they totally ignore it. For instance, I was at Kroger buying a product and I was looking for something and I couldn't find it in the store. And as I'm checking out, the guy comes up, I'm at the self-checkout. And uh, as I'm checking out, the young man comes up and asks me, did I find everything okay? And I said, no. He asked me, what was I looking for that I couldn't find? I said, I couldn't find the Bragg's liquid amino acids. Now that didn't even register in his mind. He had no reference for it. And as a consequence, I recognize he went right into trance. He didn't say anything. His face went blank. He just stared at me as if trying to process what I said. And he just went into trance, totally confused. And after a couple of moments, walked away. And sometimes that's what happens when people are confronted they tend to space out, they pretend they're confused, they are confused, because they don't know how to process this new way of being or even pushing past that boundary, pushing past into the unfamiliar, the unknown. So how do you get over this? Well, when you take on the art, it's not a science, it's an art. You have to feel inside what's going on. And you think about life, engaging in life as a creative aspect 
and having, creating a relationship with fear. Again, fear, my perspective, fear is not telling you to stop. It's telling you to pay attention that you're in the realm of the unknown. You're you're in the realm of doing something new and you're not quite sure how it's going to go and fear is coming up. Now, occasionally fear is telling you to stop. It's telling you, danger, danger, Will Robinson, go back to the spaceship. But if you engage in any level of self-reflection, you're well aware that what you're about to do does carry a physical risk or a potential risk that you cannot recover from. But by and large, when we feel that fear, when we feel it, it's, you know, you can recognize that you're moving into unknown territory. You're moving into the deep end. And there's a certain amount of uncomfortableness in that aspect. And so in the art of living dangerously, the art is pushing the boundaries ever so gently. You don't have to extend yourself way over and out of your comfort zone. But by constantly stepping over the edge, pushing the boundaries, you develop a larger and larger comfort zone. Which when contrasted to the flip side of that, in not pushing the boundaries, your comfort zone begins to shrink. You end up doing less and less, accomplish, accomplishing less and less, go, not going out, out in the marketplace, out in the world, and maybe even going to a party. It might sound like a good idea, but you know, once you start thinking about it, you're uncomfortable, you have to get dressed. It just doesn't sound like fun anymore, but you have to, re- you have to reflect back. When you first made the decision, when you were first attracted to the opportunity, to the coaching program, the course, the relationship, or the invitation to the party, you said yes. You made the commitment based on intuitive guidance. And then we start thinking about the worst case scenario. You know, what did I get myself into? The, we start thinking about the financial commitment or the commitment of time. And we stop thinking about getting to the other side. We stop think about we stop thinking about reaching the edge or ending up on the beach. And when I make the reference to ending up on the beach, you see, when people have the fear of flying, they see themselves getting on the plane, but never getting off. And the people that have no issue with flight travel is they always see themselves enjoying their destination. They see themselves lounging on the beach, having a margarita or a Mai Tai, just lounging lazily in the sun. You don't even think about going back to work. You're always enjoying your destination. And so those people have no fear of flying. And so when I mention lying on the beach, I'm referencing living in the feeling of the wish fulfilled, which is a basic manifesting tenet. What would it look like, sound like, feel like to have and live in your intention fulfilled? So I know I've covered several different things, but to sum this up, when you do something new, when you do something worthwhile, you can expect a certain amount of fear, a certain amount of feeling uncomfortable. Now, if it's too much, if it's overwhelming, then you're not yet aligned with your decision. You probably never were aligned with your decision. It sounded more like a good idea than something that you felt aligned with or came from your heart. But if it's a little bit of uncomfortableness or a little bit of feeling scared, just recognize that you're in new territory. You're no longer in Kansas anymore. You're venturing out in the big bad world and you're going to fulfill on a whole new way of being. 
The good news is is that fear, that uncomfortableness, doesn't last. It doesn't last very long at all. So identifying it, recognizing it, reflecting on it, it's just getting through the going through. Before you know it, you'll be on the other side. Before you know it, you'll be touching the side of the pool and swimming in the deep end just fine. So until next time, this is your friend and host, Daniel Danovi, urging you to follow your bliss, live your life from inner signals, be inner directed as you engage in the epic adventure. <laughs>